We pick up on Kuf Zion Amud Bet 107b. Uh, we had a discussion at the very bottom there. Rav Hava Shatzer Chamra Kulam Male Pisca. We had a discussion about uh, uh, eating a uh, very little on Erev Pesach, and uh, now we have a story about Rava. He said he used to actually drink a lot on on Erev Pesach. Kiyaki the Rare Libai so that his heart would get dragged after the wine. In other words, it would increase his appetite. And then he would eat matzah with a, uh, a you know, even more matzah at, uh, during the evening. And it would seem that if you have a little bit, the halacha brings down, if you have a little bit of wine, it kind of satiates you. But if you have a lot of wine, uh, then you uh, get very hungry. Uh, and, uh, and that actually increases your appetite. The more if you, if you have a lot to drink, then you end up eating a lot more. Uh, I'm a Rava, and, uh, and Rava says, uh, uh, Where do I say, and, and where's my opinion from, uh, that uh, wine can increase your appetite. Tidnan, as we learned in a Mishnah, uh, the Mishnah is coming up, uh, between these cups uh, that... Um that you have to drink uh, between uh, the first two cups. Uh, if you want to drink uh, between the first two cups of the Seder, obviously there are four cups during the Seder. If you want to drink between cup one and two, uh, you are permitted uh, to drink more wine. Uh, okay. Uh, between the third cup, i.e. Uh, after benching, uh, and uh, the, the fourth cup, which is after Halal, uh, you are not allowed to drink. Uh, you know, parenthetically, the, uh, the the reason for that is the rivet brings, and uh, where it talks about, uh, he, he mentions that uh, there are two reasons uh, for this that he brings. Uh, the first one is uh, because of the fact that uh, it looks like almost that you're adding on a cup. It's not a cup uh, that's part really of the meal, and uh, um, it, it, it's, it's like defined almost as an extra cup, almost what you would call a fifth cup, uh, and that, that would be seemingly adding on to the cups. Uh, and uh, the second uh, reason that's brought, he brings the Yushami, the Ravid, he says, is that it looks like you're just drinking, it will make you drunk. Now, although you are, uh, have drunk already four or three cups of wine uh, to date, uh, that is, it's not going to really make you drink uh, drunk because of the fact that you are eating uh, with it. So the, the, the effect of the wine is lessened. All right, uh, that's it. so that's why you wouldn't be able to drink uh, between the third and the fourth cups. Uh, if you say that wine would fill you up, uh, why would you be able to drink between the first and the second cups? Uh, if it would fill you up, uh, that would mean that you are eating the matzah in a state of satiation, uh, and, uh, and therefore that would be uh, like a, a gluttonous type of eating, which would be highly problematic. You're not supposed to do that. So therefore, Ella Shmaimina, that's why I learned from there, Magiri Gari, it actually increases your appetite. Uh, the, the wine, the, this wine that you drink will actually make you hungrier. And that is why uh, Ravi used to drink a lot on Erev Pesach.
Right, Rav Sheshit have almost opposite. Have a yatu patanita koma le yomiti pisca. Rav Sheshit would uh, fast uh, the the whole day uh, of erev pesach. Now, this is not uh, what we would call uh, what we would know today as tanit bechorot, uh, the fast of the firstborn, because it, uh, you know uh, this is not what we are. Are, are talking about here. There's talking, as we're going to see, because he's worried about eating. He had a very uh, small appetite, uh, it would seem, and, and anything he would eat uh, would fill him up. So the Gemara uh, hasn't got to that uh, conclusion just yet, uh, and, and the Gemara is asking questions. Uh, it says, the name of Kasava Rav Shoshet. Maybe Rav Shoshet holds uh, the following two uh, propositions. Samach uh, Tanan. When it says that you shouldn't eat close to Mincha, it means Mincha Gadola i.e. around half past 12 because that is the time already to bring the Korban Pesach uh, that and, and therefore uh, you you'd be uh, involved with that and and therefore you wouldn't be allowed uh, to uh, drink or eat at that time because you could uh, become concerned so what's going to happen is that uh, if you start a meal at that time uh, then you're going to get uh, um, uh, pulled after the meal, you're going to uh, get distracted by the meal, and once you get distracted, uh, it could lead to you missing out uh, bringing the, your korban pesach. So that is why we don't allow you to eat uh, that late in the afternoon, even uh, or that even that's early in the afternoon. It still is the time of pesach. That is the first proposition uh, that he mentions. And also, he also would hold, like he holds, like Rabbi Shai, Amar uh, that uh, in the name of Rabbi Lazar, uh, and what is that? Um, would allow a person to shecht a, a Pesach in the morning, uh, not just in uh, the afternoon. Uh, we've always talked about Bein Abayim uh, is in the afternoon. Uh, and here it's talking about in the morning, uh, that you could shecht the Pesach in the morning. As long as you do it for its own sake, Mitzafra Azman Pesachu, because uh, the the morning uh, is the time for the Pesach offering, and that is uh, you'd be allowed to bring it in the morning. Uh, this is a minority opinion, because obviously we hold, uh, as we saw in Tamid Nishkat and uh, and, and uh, earlier Gemaras, you know, the, with the. Uh, uh, chapters five, uh, etc. Especially uh, talked about the the, the Pesach offering, and uh, it says that you could only bring it by Nabam in the afternoon. Uh, we're going to see how how this uh, how uh, Ben Vatera would deal with that momentarily. Uh, it says Mitzafar Zman Pesachu, and he says because morning is the time of the Pesach. The whole day really is a fitting time to bring the Pesach, uh, and it says the Sava by Nabam. He says by Nabam. Uh, which we always had up until now translated as between the afternoons, between the evenings, i.e. Uh, sometime in the afternoon after uh, um, midday uh, to night, so between the afternoons. Uh, he says, no, ben erev etmol, the erev haedna. No, between the evenings means that ben uh, arbaim, between the evening of the night before and, uh, and this evening, uh, you've got all that time to bring the Korban Pesach, so even the morning uh, would be fine to um, uh, share 
Korban Pesach. You don't shecht animals at night. Uh, that is a rule. So really, the first time you would have to do it is the morning. And and therefore, maybe he holds that I the morning. And that is why he didn't want to um, eat uh, the whole of Erev Pesach. And that is, you know, the, the, the you might think, because otherwise, uh, if you start eating, well, then you'll get distracted and not bring the Pesach offering. So really, you have to, uh, you know, not uh, eat, uh, you wouldn't eat the whole day. So is that what he holds? Uh, in other words, we, we that's how we push it, uh, you know, first till uh, 12 o'clock or 12.30, and then push it back the whole day. Uh, so that's why he wouldn't eat. Is that the case? And the Gemara says, Amri Lo, no, not necessarily. Shine, Rav Shoshit, the Eastern is Hava. As, as we mentioned before, an uh, introduction really is that uh, Rav Sheshit was an Istanis. Uh, he was very uh, particular, very finicky uh, in terms of eating. Uh, to eat time, suffer midi. If he ate anything in the morning, he had a very small appetite. Lorta, lohave mahane, lay michle. He couldn't, uh, he wouldn't be able to eat. So even if he, you know, eating a little bit in the morning uh, would put him off food at night. So it may be just that kind of one meal a day, uh, it sounds, uh, sounds you know, to, to be that he just had this like one meal uh, during the day so that he would be able to eat uh, matzah uh, when he was very hungry. Okay, uh, moving on to the next part of the mission. Uh, even the, the, the poorest person in Israel should not um, uh, eat until he reclines. So this is, we're talking about Haseva over here and, and, and reclining. So now we talk about it, uh, Itmar. Matzah, uh, Matzah, you have to lean. Everyone agrees that uh, you have to lean. Uh, and it says, Maror, and Maror does not need uh, leaning. Why? Because matzah is a symbol of freedom. Uh, although matzah is called lechemoni and sometimes it's a symbol of, the, of uh, oppression as well. It's got a dual nature and uh, and really what happens uh, is that, that matzah, we say, is, is the symbol really of our, our freedom. And therefore, it's uh, it makes sense uh, to lean down, uh, lean when you eat it. Uh, and there's some uh, discussion actually just, you know, on a, from a, a practical halakhic perspective of the fact that uh, you are you know, in terms of leaning uh, these days, you know, the, there's a ravia uh, that says that uh, you shouldn't, you don't have to lean because we don't, uh, leaning is not common uh, anymore and therefore no one eats leaning uh, these days and maybe everyone would be exempt uh, from leaning. That is a minority opinion though. Uh, most opinions say no, that uh, you, you you have to lean uh, and, and the reason for it brought was because that's how it was done uh, in the times of Gomorrah we reenact uh, sorry, in the times of the temple, uh, you know, that, that's how it was done. Uh, and, and we, by um, and the times of coming out of Egypt as well, uh, that's how it was done. And therefore, we reenact uh, those, um, th- those practices, even though we currently don't do them now. All right, so matzah, you do lean, uh, uh, symbolizing freedom. Uh, and uh, maror, you don't eat, uh, don't lean, uh, uh, you know, yain, now the question is with wine. Itmar, mishmei derav nachman, there seem to be uh, on the face of it contrasting and conflicting opinions of Rav Nachman uh, he says uh, that you do lean and uh, the other one says you don't lean uh, but the Gemara says actually reconciles actually uh, it wasn't that there are different versions of Rav Nachman uh, it is that um, that uh, Rav Nachman actually holds both of those opinions. He's holds the, the, that you do lean and you don't lean. Uh, okay, so how do you explain that? Hi, uh, kasei, kamei, kasei, batre. 
in terms of uh, one is talking about the first two cups and one is talking about uh, the last two cups. Now, we're still not any clearer is exactly which way that goes. And the Gemara says, uh, you could should say the leaning is applicable for the first two cups and not the last two cups. Or you could say uh, leading is applicable uh, to the last two cups and not the first two cups. So because it, it, uh, it, it, it is a bit of an ambiguous uh, statement, we said it, the, the, it applies the one one statement where it says you do lean and one statement says you don't lean. One says it applies the first two cups and one says it applies the last two cups. So we're not quite sure which one matches with which. Okay, and uh, and 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 that's why the Gemara makes a comment. Uh, the, you know that you can say it according to this version. You can say it according to that version. So let's have a look. Uh, there are two cups. Um, uh, the, the the first two cups uh, need to bow uh, saver. You lean down uh, during the first two cups of the seder uh, before the meal. Dahashta who matchala Why? Because that's the the sign of uh, freedom. You lie you lying down now, and uh, while you're talking about the exodus from Egypt, you are, you uh, recline uh, during those first two cups. Trei uh, kasebatra, and the way this this understanding is the last two cups uh, law by has you don't need to to lie down rather have a have a because well, you know you've already celebrated uh, the fact that you are free and therefore you don't have to you know what's happened has happened and you don't have to add on uh, to that uh, that's the one way of looking at it. Uh, and there's another way of looking at it. No, the opposite of what we'd had before. Uh, the last two cups are the cups that need to be uh, leaned. Uh, you have to drink them while you are reclining, while you are leaning down. Because that was the actual time uh, of Kheirut. Uh, so that was the time of freedom. So that specifically, that you know, late at night was the, the time uh, that the death of the first Born occurred, and uh, and therefore the Jews were considered free to a certain extent at that time. law uh, but according to this, the first two cups uh, don't uh, you're not allowed to lean. Dakati uh, because we were still busy saying the seder, and uh, we're saying avadim hayinu, we were slaves. Uh, so to uh, lean down while you are saying we were slaves uh, is somewhat incongruous, um, and and therefore you know because of that we. We don't lean down during the first two cups, according to this version. <clears throat> and the Gemara concludes, Hashtag itmar hachi, itmar hachi. You know, we have <clears throat> good reasons to recline uh, for the first two cups, and we actually have good reasons to recline for the last two cups as well. And therefore, edi edi biaseva. So we come and we say, actually, we're not making a decision. It's a blanket rule that actually uh, all four cups. Um, we lie, we recline uh, for all of those caps. Now the question is, <clears throat> uh, how do you lie down? Praktan, uh, uh, if you lie down praktan, which generally means uh, on your back. Uh, that is Lorshmeyer Seva, that is not called uh, reclining in the normal way of doing it. Uh, we had this uh, praktan we had back in Shema, uh, I mean, when we in Brachot, where we talked about uh, the proper position, the body, proper body position for saying Shema, and uh, we said uh, in the, the lying on your back is not a way to say Shema. Lying on your back is also not a way to drink wine. Uh, that is not called uh, leaning. Uh, <clears throat> then... Um, 
Uh, and also there is an opinion that Praktan is uh, lying on your stomach, but obviously that's even more difficult to drink the wine there. So really what we're talking about, a saver is, uh, can't be lying on your back. That's not called a saver. A saver chimin, and also uh, leaning on your right. Lorshma, a saver, that is also not considered uh, um, uh, lying down, reclining, because uh, that's not a normal way of doing it. As we mentioned, that's, you know, there were very clear definitions as to what was normal, what wasn't, and this wasn't normal. Um, uh, and and also of a lot and and moreover ella um shema yaktim kane leveshet vevolide sakana it could interrupt uh, if you lean on your right hand side uh, the uh, you might uh, incorrectly swallow your food and it might go down the wrong pipe might go down your windpipe uh, and uh, you know in, in in before your esophagus and, uh, and therefore if you're leaning on the right uh, that is um, incorrect as well and therefore uh, you must lean on the left okay uh, that's it they you know you let if you lie on your left you can use your right hand to eat okay that is uh, that's you know in terms of that so there's a kind of that would lead to danger you might uh, choke on your food Okay, uh, interesting. Uh, um, the next thing and talks about a saver. Isha etzabala, a woman in front of her husband, a law by her saver does not need to uh, lie down. However, vim isha chashuva, he if she is an important woman, tzricha saver, then she also uh, should lean uh, in front. You know, even though she's in front of her husband. Um, Okay, uh, Ben at Tel Aviv and a son who is with his father by a saver. Uh, still, despite the fact that uh, a son uh, in the presence of his father has to show him covered and honor, uh, as we're going to see in terms of a Rav and a Talmud, uh, you know, even though there is, um, he, he owes him a lot of honor, uh, still lying down in, or reclining in front of him is not a denigration of his honor. So the Gemara, uh, um, you know, the, the father's honor. They asked the following question. Talmud, it's a rabbi, a student in front of his rabbi. Uh, what is the situation there? Tashma, I'm rabbi, given in Beymar, we were in, in Mara's house, uh, we used to lie down on each other's knees. Uh, that was how we did it. Here, um, he ate at... Um, Atainan Levay Rav Yosef when we got to Rav Yosef's uh, house Amalan Lord Sukha you don't need to do that. More Arbach, more Shaman, like uh, kind of paraphrasing, um, you know, Pukavot, it says, uh, you know, honor for your teacher is like the honor of heaven. So lounging around in front of your teacher is not showing heaven uh, honor over there. And therefore, uh, he has to be in a situation of uh, um, of reverence. Uh, and uh, and therefore, he is not supposed to lie down. A student should not lie down in front of a teacher. Obviously, if the teacher says, yeah, you are allowed to recline in front of me, then the student should do something because then his uh, obligation is uh, you know given back to him as it were uh, now matevay in my call a person can lie down in front of any, anyone okay i feel you it's a rabbi even a, a student in front of his rabbi uh, and the answer to that the contradiction kitanyahi when we're talking about that bashulia uh, the nagra uh, that is really not talking about a Talmud and a rabbi uh, that, that we would assume uh, a student with his uh, rabbinical students underneath it, a rabbi with his rabbinical students, you know, being taught. Uh, what are we talking about here? We're talking about a master and an apprentice. Okay, uh, that is, uh, that's what we're talking about here. And, um, you know, it, it's only uh, one who's... Uh, 
in in front of that kind of person who's teaching him this this trade, uh, and the, you know, and and uh, you know, he the question is whether. Um, you know he's uh, he he should lie down still. That is not you know someone teaching you a trade. You don't have to be afraid of as uh, uh, you know as if it's a, a rabbi. Okay, uh, Another question in terms of uh, shamash my. What about the waiter? Uh, is the waiter does should the waiter uh, recline? Tashma Amar Rav Yeshua Ben Levi. He says a shamash shachal kazait matza kushu masiv yata. If you know it, uh, the waiter ate an olive amount of matza while he's reclining, uh, he has fulfilled his obligation. Uh, and we say we 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 pick it apart. We say masiv in law masiv law. So it must be that he was lying down uh, properly normally uh, but if not uh, then even though he ate it you know he ate it while standing up that is not defined as proper proper eating okay shmamina by saver shmamina and therefore we learn uh, that even a waiter needs to lie down uh, and uh, you know that is the, the case that it has to you have to lie down okay uh, next part I'm a Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi uh, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi says nashim chayvot rabba kosot halalu sh'af heim hayu botoanes for the woman obligated to drink four cups of wine, uh, the same as the men on Pesach. Why? They were part of the, the miracle as well. So there's two uh, different opinions uh, what that means. Either it means that uh, they were also saved uh, and, and uh, as, as part of the miracle. They were also in Egypt and therefore they were saved. So they were part of the miracle. Uh, the other opinion says no, uh, they were almost the cause uh, of uh, the, the coming out of Egypt. Uh, the Nashim Tzid uh, there is there are stories about that. So, you know, people like uh, Miriam and uh, and um, and Yochevet, etc. You know, uh, getting Moshe through all those uh, difficult times, etc. They, they they went and they saved him. You know, all the righteous women that never gave up hope, that still had children, uh, etc. So all of those women uh, did. Uh, amazing things, and it was as a result of them that uh, you know it helped us leave uh, you know at at, uh, at at the right time, etc. Okay, so we see different ideas uh, along those things. Interestingly enough, you might think the whole the whole um, question arises because uh, the four cups of wine uh, are a mitzvah ashe sheazman grama. Uh, it is a positive time-bound commandment uh, that, uh, that that a woman is doing here, albeit rabbinical, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, that it's it's a positive of time-bound commandment and therefore you might think that women are exempt because uh, you only have them the four cups of wine on Pesach night and it says you, you know you have to have the four cups of wine so it's a positive uh, commandment or positive, at least rabbinically uh, a, a positive thing so uh, that is the, the that's why you think that um, they would be exempt we say no they are part of it and now we actually have two other mitzvot uh, which uh, although they are positive time-bound commandments uh, uh, they are rabbinical uh, positive time-bound commandments women are obligated in those uh, what are we talking about we are talking about uh, um, reading the Megillah uh, and uh, and also uh, lighting Hanukkah lights so all of the, the these three things we see the common uh, uh, denominator amongst all of them is that they are rabbinical uh, um, uh, commandments uh, over here that uh, is what we um, you know, and and we say with Pesach and uh, and Hanukkah. I mean, uh, Pesach, uh, the, the the four cups, the wine, and Purim. Uh, there is all an element of Pesumanisa uh, to publicise the miracle, and also women were also very involved. Esther in uh, um, uh, the Purim story, and also Yochevet, uh, the. 
um, I mean, you did uh, in the Hanukkah story uh, as well. So you said the women are involved uh, in in uh, all of those miracles, and therefore that's why they are, you know, in, uh, have to do all of these. Um, uh, you know, have to drink the four cups of wine, listen to the Megillah, light show, uh, Hanukkah candles as well. All right, uh, next part about the four cups. I'm Rabbi Huda, I'm a Shmuel. Arba Kosot, Halu, Tzirik Shiei, Vahen, Kedai, Mizigatakos, Yafe. They have to have enough wine in uh, that uh, that they have to dilute uh, this this thing to make it a nice cup. Uh, and uh, the, the way it worked in the times of the Gomorrah uh, was that uh, people would not drink uh, pure uh, wine the wine was like almost like a syrupy uh, type of thing it had to be diluted uh, in order uh, for it to be able to be drunk uh, and therefore uh, that the normal the normal way of diluting it is a three to one ratio you'd have one uh, one amount of uh, pure wine and adulterated uh, wine and you would dilute it three times uh, and therefore out of you know, out of the uh, four parts you would have one part of wine and then three parts water Okay, out of the four. All right, so so now, um, uh, it's got to be a nice cup. Uh, uh, what happens if you drank them uh, undiluted? Yatsa. So the, the, these are a couple of statements uh, that Shmuel said. If you drank it undiluted, we are going to examine them in more depth in a, in a, in a minute. Uh, if you drank it uh, undiluted, you have fulfilled your obligation. Yatsa. Shatan bevatechad. You ate the, you drank them all at once. Now there is a discussion. What does that mean? Does that mean that you poured them all into one cup and then drank them for all four cups into one big cup, giant cup, and you drank it, or maybe uh, that would be just drinking in a bigger cup uh, and uh, what this means you drank them one after the other you drank cup one then you finished and then you drank cup two and then cup three cup four you didn't drink them at the correct stages of the seda uh, so that's what it might mean uh, you have also fulfilled your obligation uh, third thing that he says if you if you um uh, feed them to your wife and children, uh, then uh, and they drink it along with you. You've still fulfilled your obligation. So, what are we talking about here? Shatachai yatsa. What does it mean when you drank it uh, that uh, undiluted? You have fulfilled your obligation. What does that mean? Amarava. Yes, you might have fulfilled your obligation of uh, you know the four cups of wine. Um, but uh, but you haven't fulfilled your obligation of drinking it in a way of freedom. Okay, as we said, part of that freedom is to to lie down uh, when you drink it uh, to show that you are free. Uh, so if you drink them uh, this undiluted wine, that's not a normal way of doing it, uh, and therefore uh, you haven't fulfilled your obligation of chayrut uh, over there. That's that's not. Um, the way a uh, nobility would uh, would do it over here, uh, they would dilute their wine so it's comfortable. Second thing that Shmuel said, Shatan, if you drank it all at once, I one after the other, Rava, Arba Kosot, Lo Okay, so if you've done it, you've uh, um, you know, you've you've drunk uh, you know a certain amount of wine, and you've you've you know made the uh, the, the everyone happy uh, with that. However, uh, but you haven't fulfilled your obligation of four cups, okay? Because it all needs uh, loyatza. Uh, you need the, them all to be at a specific point in the seder uh, to to uh, you know lead you through and to guide you through that whole thing, and they have to be drunk at very specific points. Um, what happens if you feed some of this wine in your jug to your to your children and your household uh your you know um to your uh that's it yatsa um 
you have fulfilled your obligation. I'm Rav Nachman. He qualifies that by Yitzchak. Now Rav Nachman Yitzchak says, "Vu dishta dishta ruba dekasa," and that's only if you yourself had drank uh, most of the cup uh, in the in the first stage. All right, uh, and now Maitve, um, we say, is that is that really so? Abakosa talu these four cups, tzurich shiay bahen kadei revit. They have to have a, a revit of wine, a quarter of a log of wine, uh, and it says echad chay vechad mazug. Whether it's chay, uh, literally live, which means undiluted, or it is diluted, echad chadash vechad yeshan. If it's uh, old wine or new wine, okay. Rabbi Hudome tzurich shiay bo tam it has to at least have the taste and, and appearance of wine. In any case, what does it say? Revit. It has to be a revit. Vatamata And you said it uh, needs enough for a uh, an important uh, cup. So you know which is it? Does it need a revit or need an important cup? So we say I'm really iri Actually, it's all the same measurement. So what do we to What does it mean to mix a nice cup? Uh, uh, it has to be enough for every one of the cups. Uh, in other words, so you know, if you uh, there has to be a quarter of a revit, and then you you fill it up with three parts of water, so it becomes a full revit. Okay, and that's uh, that's what we are, are talking about uh, in this situation. All right, Rabbi uh, Huda, we quote the last part where it says, Rabbi Huda says, at um uh, Time, Mare, uh, you know, in, in terms of uh, uh, it has to have uh, the taste and appearance of wine. Amarava, that was the last statement of the Brata. Amarava, Matama, Rabbi Huda. What is the, the reason of Rabbi Huda? Dictive, Altire, Yain, Ki Adam. Don't look on wine uh, when it is red. So it means that the ideal would really be to have uh, red wine because that is, you know, uh, nice and uh, seemed to be the most beautiful of all of these. Uh, wines. Okay, and that lechachila uh, is uh, how we paskin. Uh, you should try have red wine if you can get red wine as opposed to white wine. Uh, however, you know there, there is a uh, discussions um, where we had you know blood labels and stuff like that. So then the the the, um, the rabbis uh, changed it, and even though they said you know here it says preferable to have red wine, uh, so they changed it to having white wine. All right, we will leave it there. Everyone should have a greater.